0: Welcome back, squad. This podcast is going to be a little different today, mostly because, you know, I talk about consistency and I talk about showing up and being brave and leaning in and being vulnerable. And I talk about all these things. And today I'm having a moment of, I need to walk my own talk. And so I'm going to tell a series of stories and things that kind of play into this. But the root of what we're going to really talk about is um grief it's grief and so the way you know, I went back and forth. I was like, do I do a podcast? Do I skip the podcast this week? Do I do a live? But I don't want to do a live and take away from anything else this week. So, okay, what do I, and I went back and forth and I went back and forth and I went back and forth for uh, about an hour now, maybe two hours of what am I going to do? How am I going to tell this? Because I almost feel like I share so much and, you know, I, I don't think I necessarily pride myself on authenticity, but it is something that I think people look to me as, a, um, trailblazer for. And that is something that comes up a lot when I am talking with people or just on different coaching calls and things like that. As many, we value how, just how bold you are, how authentic you are, how you're willing to say what it is and just do the damn thing. And so I've almost felt funny the last, um, 48 hours. It almost feels like I'm coveting or hiding something, um, and not showing the full, the full Monty, I don't even know what I'm talking about. The fullness of a situation that is very dear to me. So Mm. I, um, got a call from my dad on Saturday afternoon that one of my aunts passed away and her name was Rosemary, auntie Rosemary. And she was very, very close with our family. Our family is extremely close. If you are, um, if you're an Italian family, then you know. And my aunt has always been even closer because she's always was always around with my grandmother, Rosemary as well. And so they lived down the street. We were always around each other, always every holiday. You know, different cookouts, different dinners. And I've been so very blessed to grow up with family as such a stronghold and also super one of the the biggest blessings, if you will, of moving back to the East coast was getting to see family so often. So I've kind of been in this weird headspace for the last, you know, 48 hours because grief is this weird thing where one moment you hear the news and you're crying and you're so upset. And the next minute you're completely fine and you're going about your life and it seems as though nothing has changed. And it's, an interesting process and i want to welcome if anybody has lost anybody recently and or just had a big loss in their life to be in it for however long it lasts and not to judge yourself for feeling weak or feeling like when you're just in cvs and you randomly start crying and you can't understand why or, you know, you're walking or you hear just a kind of sad song on the radio, like, I don't know, the new Olivia Rodrigo, I think that's her name, driver's license. Like, if I were to play that in class, I would just absolutely lose it. Or, you know, Lady Gaga and I forget the name of the movie because I'm just losing my mind these days. But like, uh, you know, the one that's like, that Arizona sky, that one. Um, and I have been you know, I don't like the word lucky, but I've been lucky enough in my life that I haven't endured real, a lot of death and a lot of grief and a lot of really bad things. I, I've been pretty unscathed, honestly. And so whenever this happens, it's, it's a rock bottom moment in the sense of We have all these things going on in our world and we feel the myriad of emotions and anger and all this and, you know, the politics and the social, there's so much going on in the world. And then all of a sudden, life on life's terms, we get thrown, it's like you get smacked down to the ground because death is such a, it's such a period full stop. And in that moment, nothing else matters whatever you were feeling, whatever you were thinking, whatever you were planning to do, anything, it, it, it's a halt. It stops you in your tracks, and it, it requires you to reflect. My phone's on. I apologize. <laughs> it requires you to reflect, and it really just it brings you back to what life is all about. And in any given moment, on any given day, and especially during COVID and and the inauguration, all these things, today's MLK Day, there's so much going on in the world and there's so much to feel so many things about. And then you get tossed a passing of someone. And it stops you in your tracks for a moment. It's the one thing I think on this earth that just like, Brings it right back down. And it's a really interesting thing to sit through and to feel your way through. Truly. A very interesting thing for me is I'm, for the first time in a really long time, having a really tough time processing it. I'll never forget the day my grandmother passed away which was the first real real passing for me like a real rite of passage if you will in in life and the coming of life in all the in all the things that we live through in our lives um and i remember because i was actually in the basement of west village in studio b where they actually film the live various classes right now. And I was sitting on the podium, not the podium, I was sitting in the front row sidebar bike facing the exit. So it was on the other side of the studio, I was in the front. And I remember I was riding with Mel, Mama Mel, and she played this Ed Sheeran song. It's, um, I'm blanking on it right now. It's called A Fire Love. And it's a pretty long hill, And I remember feeling this sense of, like, almost like I couldn't breathe. And I was like, that was weird. I was really emotional. I I felt something there that, I granted, soul always takes you. Soul cycle always takes you that edge. But I was like, something felt different. And I walked out of class. And I had several missed calls from my dad. And I called him. And he's like, you know, um, I need to tell you something. That's how my dad always starts these calls. I need to tell you something. And I'm like, oh, God. And um, my grandmother passed away of, I believe, stomach cancer. It's been cancer almost every time in my family. And um, I remember I was sitting on the bench outside Studio B, and Joe, who is now an instructor in San Francisco, sat with me. And I just remember crying. And I think the heightened senses of emotional, you know, the emotional just being away and being in New York and, and feeling so unstable and feeling like the world was already a washer machine. It was just the levee. It was kind of like the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back in a sense. And I won't forget that ever, that moment and... It just so happened to be the week of training where you really talk about soulful and you talk about, it's called, you know, the soulful week in drills where you really learn how to send that. And I just won't forget that week ever. It was super emotional. It was really wild. And it was my first real rumbling in the words of a Brene Brown with grief. Second one. Again, they all happen around Soul Cycle. I know it is my job, my chosen career and profession. But it was a four p.m. or a four thirty on a Tuesday, right before my birthday, a few years ago, and I knew that my dog was really sick, and I just I had a bad feeling. I had a really funny feeling in class again that it almost feels like you can't catch your breath. I, at the time, probably mistook it for excitement or just floaty or a flighty sense while teaching. And I called my parents several times when I got to class. I wanted to check on the dog, make sure everything was okay. And neither of them were picking up. And I was like, what the hell? So in true Madison fashion, as my parents say, too smart for your own good, I called the vet. And I was like, hi, I'm just calling because I was checking in to see my parents had an appointment and da, 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 and want to see how Daisy was. And, um, the lady, and I don't know if it was the actual vet or the vet assistant on the phone kind of went silent. And I was like, did they leave with the dog? And she said, no, sweetie. And I was like, oh man. And now I'm here. Those are the real three I can pull from in my life that have been period full stops where it feels like nothing else matters but to be in it and to be, oddly, as close as you can with your family. And I'm forever grateful that I chose Boston to live in and to create in and be an influencer in or whatever you want to call it because I am close to family and I do get to see them and I get to experience these things and I don't have to do it alone and I think that's a huge takeaway with grief and with rumbling and all of this and vulnerability and all the things we feel is we like to think that we have to do it alone and To that, I would say and I would ask you and tell you and implore you to soften and open up more and call upon your biggest confidants and friends and colleagues and anybody you have in your life that can quite literally grab your hand and walk through it with you because it's no fun doing it alone. It's just not. Even if it means driving an hour or two hours or three hours just to hug someone, it's always worth it. And so the takeaway I want, because I never want this to not be somewhat positive, somewhat uplifting, but, and I try to use and instead of but we have this theory that we have time, right? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get to it. Maybe that goal will happen next year. Maybe I'll do this thing. Maybe this, maybe that. And we, and we wait kind of like I was waiting earlier just to get my feelings out. Why couldn't I just sit down and say how I was feeling? Because I know what's personal is universal. And if I feel this way, there is a chance that I could help someone out there that feels the same way I do in this very moment. And if that's the case, then that's my calling. And that is why I show up. And that is why I keep talking and keep leaning into the scary, dark places right now that feels super uncomfortable. That make me want to cry, and I want to shun away from, but I know that by leaning into those things, I could possibly help someone else. And that is what keeps me going. And so the biggest takeaway today, my dad, you know, I talk about my dad a lot, we're close, I gotta get him on here. Gotta get him on here. And he always used to say, Mads, time is not your friend. Time is not your friend. And I'd be like, eh, yeah, whatever, you know, you're young, you think you're made of Teflon, and you have all the time in the world. But it just goes to show you that anything could happen. And I don't mean that in a morbid sense, but we think we have all the time in the world when it really, it's the only thing that we can't get back. Every precious second of every day, once it's over, it's gone forever. The clock is always ticking. We deserve and we should Try every day to show up as the best version of ourselves, to love more, to be empathetic, to lead, lead with more love and more grace, more integrity, more, just more of the good stuff. And I said something in class this morning, you know, I said, it has to start with you. We have to start loving ourselves more. We have to cast out hatred, cast out the darkness and really bring in the light, like let the light in through the cracks that we may be feeling in our soul from different uh, like unkind words or or death, or tragedy, or things, and we have to let the light seep through and and get to us, so that we can soften, and that we can start to show up and and show up wholeheartedly and full of more love. I mean that that I think is like this universal principle that if every single one of us could really just look inside could really get some binoculars to literally look into your soul and just be like, I want to be better and I will be better and I will lead by example and be an empathetic leader and I will soften and I will show that crying on camera or crying on a podcast or just being all that I am and showing up as authentically in the moment as I can is so empowering. And gosh, I hope it, I hope it shows someone else out there that they too can find this level of, of love and freedom and, and all of the good stuff that it doesn't just belong to a certain group of people or it doesn't just belong to, you know, if you've read this book or whatever whatever it is, that every single person deserves to feel that. I feel like I'm getting off on a tangent, but what I'm trying to say is it has to start with us and the work that we need to do starts with us on the self-loving and and really the healing and and everything. So... The biggest takeaway or the biggest walk away I have for each and every one of you beautiful listeners, if you are still listening to my voice somehow after the last 16 minutes or whatever it is, start today. Don't wait till next week or next month. Don't not call that person because you're having some silly quarrel or fight or a misunderstanding. I know that the conversations are awkward, and I know the conversations are tough, but you will be so much better off for having them than not having them at all, and to one-up that to not get the chance to have it. I'll let that sit for a second. You're always going to be better off for sticking your neck out a little bit and doing the right thing and having the tough And having the tough conversations and, and maybe calling the person you don't want to call or, you know, not putting something off over and over. Oh, I'll call her next week. I'll call her next week. I got to check in with that friend. I'll call her next week. Take it off your to-do list and just make the call, call your mom, call your dad. Why, why live in the sense of, I know there's so there's anger and there's frustration and there's all of it and everybody's situation and circumstances are different, but collectively, to do something every day to try to be in the light and to try to live in love and try to make things right and try to heal feels so much better than than resisting it or putting it off or letting something loom over your head. Because like I said, time is not your friend and we owe it to ourselves to be the best version of us every day, the shiniest, the brightest. Hello, sunshine. And if we can all collectively soften and truly lean in to the ouchies and the scaries and the awkwards and the uncomfortables, then I truly think we're going to see a massive shift in our world. And ourselves, in our hearts. And lastly, if you don't have the pleasure of ever taking my class and hearing what I say at the end of class, I've started to say something since we've started teaching in the parking lot at Wegmans in Chestnut Hill. If something is not serving you, I invite you to drop it, quite literally, on the parking lot pavement, check it at the door, and leave it here so that it doesn't follow you out into the rest of your day. Whatever that means. So if you're holding on to something that is not serving you, anything, anything at all, I am going to challenge you as you walk out into this week to make amends with it to have those scary, ouchy, uncomfortable moments and conversations and things because you will be better off for having them than not having had them at all. I truly believe that deep down in my heart and I hope this inspires you to maybe apologize to that old friend or pick up the phone and call your mom if you've gotten some stupid argument because there's nothing more shaking than having a loved one leave you and not getting to have those last moments and those last conversations and those last things that you so very badly wish you could have today, maybe pick up the phone and call someone you haven't talked to in a while. I promise you will make their day and you will feel so much better in your heart and maybe just full of love. And so lastly, because it is Monday, Martin Luther King Day 2021, I just want to leave you with what I believe to be the greatest, one of the greatest quotes from the doctor himself. And it's, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I hope you love a little louder this week. I hope you stay joyful and stay loving and stay above all else, fearless.